Welcome to episode 109 of the Clarity Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and today's episode got hijacked by COVID-19, and I'm going to tell you why. We're making our way through the fog of life, and Clarity is understanding where we are on the map. You are here. Let <laughs> the good times roll. This is Clarity Compressed. So I was all teed up to continue my recent string of episodes that deal with leadership and company culture and relationships and blame and sarcasm. And last week talked about how to stop all the wasted effort trying to convince unconvincible people. Now, the next episode in line was the earth-shaking power of an apology, and we'll get to that. But with the importance of the past week's events and the the sheer weight of the last week, and actually like the last 24 to 48 hours, I wanted to hit the pause button on the other topics and take a moment to check in with you on what's turning out to be a novel but a very finite event. And of course, you know what I'm talking about. It's the coronavirus pandemic, COVID-19. And if you're a human on planet Earth, you are following the developing story of the current pandemic. I didn't want to wait till Tuesday. I was like, you know what? If any, if we ever had permission to release a podcast on a different day than we've been releasing it for the last two full years, it would be this scenario. And honestly, I just didn't want to wait until next week because I feel like this is the right time to connect with this message. And let's be real. I wanted to check in on Clarity Compressed Community. I wanted to check in because I know people are doing things and thinking things and reacting to things in ways that they typically wouldn't. And sometimes you need someone to tell you it's all going to be Okay. And so the theme of what I'm talking about today is basically the theme that calm heads, a calm mind, a calm demeanor prevails. It always does. It always has. Now, when I say that, I don't speak down to anyone who is freaking out at all different levels. It's okay. I have empathy for that. I mean, there are a complete wide range of reactions to what's going on right now. And those considerations involve your age, they involve your location, um, you know, your state of health, who you live with. Do you have elderly people living with you or not? Or do you come in contact? I understand all that. Very, 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 I don't know, very relevant considerations. And probably the widest range of reactions to, to all this stuff that's going on, probably the widest range has to do with your personality. So me, This is going to be a really big surprise. Get ready for it. But I am generally an optimistic minimizer. You know people like this. Maybe you are a person like this. If so, I understand you. You're like, well, let's just be optimistic about this. Let's be glass half full. Um, Unfortunately, sometimes you start to minimize things that you shouldn't. But a lot of the time, you put things in their rightful place by not overemphasizing their importance, right? The opposite of this would obviously be a maximizer, opposite end of the spectrum, minimizer on one side, maximizer on the other side. And I'm not even going to go optimistic, pessimistic. It could be like optimistic, realistic, whatever. Minimizer on one side, maximizer on the other side. 
Um, so, I mean, if you know about relationships or marriage, if I'm an optimistic minimizer, what do you think my wife is? You got it. She tends to be like, hey, let's just play this out to the worst possible scenario. And that has actually helped her, benefited her through her life in a lot of ways. So we really balance each other out in that. So I want to just tell you that I understand both sides of that. You understand what I mean. So I'm, I'm framing it up in terms of, you know, perspective, right? These are the different perspectives and these are the, the wide range of things that we're dealing with. Now, I want to say it's okay if you reacted any of those ways and a, a thousand ways in between, but I do want to remind you, calm heads prevail. And when I talk about clarity, so some clarity, COVID clarity, if you will, is this. Clarity, I've been framing up in terms of perspective saying, it's the you are here on the map. Clarity is perspective. It's understanding where you've come from. It's understanding where you're going. And it's understanding where you are on that journey. When you can understand those things, then you have clarity. And when you have clarity, you have calm because you understand it. You've made sense of it. You've regained some control of this situation. Let me, let me, let me explain. So what do you think your reaction would be if I said to you and you knew it was true? I said two weeks from today, the COVID-19 virus would be on a steep decline. Two weeks from today, you're going to see it. COVID virus on steep decline, like things are looking good, right? How about if I told you, hey, in two months, 60 days from now, the COVID virus is going to be on a steep decline and on its way out. I think your reaction to either of those would be really overwhelmingly positive. I think you would feel relieved. I think that you would feel um, like there was a weight off your chest. I think that you would stop buying so much toilet paper and we could get back to using toilet paper to throw over our neighbor's trees. Why? Why would you start feeling better immediately and buying less toilet paper and starting to like, you know, the stock market would start to go up again? Why would that happen? Well, I think it's because people would have clarity, aka perspective, on where they are in the journey. We've just defined where we are in relation to the end of this virus, and now we could make sense. We could make sense of it. So either with two weeks or two months or whatever it is, that's what happens. But let me remind you, and let me speak some truth into this. It's, this is going to end. It's going to end. I don't know if it's two weeks or two months or whatever. It is going to end. It's easy to forget about that when you're in the middle of it. You feel like it's never going to end, right? We're in the middle of this. Like every, let's talk about the health risks. They're real, especially if you have someone in your life that matters or if you are someone who is over 60, who has health issues, they're real. And everyone's important. Every life, every life is important. And so, for instance, I don't come in contact very often with elderly people. I don't. And I'm not saying if you're 60 or elderly. So if you're listening and you're 60 or over, don't, don't go there. I'm not saying you're elderly. Elderly is on the inside. You know what I'm saying? However, so I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm worried about catching it because then I'm going to transmit it to someone, you know, my grandparents or whatever like that. I'm not worried about that. Actually, I think like, well, I'm healthy. Uh, my wife's healthy. My kids are healthy. And so if we get it, we get it. We get sick. We've gotten sick before. We got had the flu this year. We got over it. That's fine. So, you know, that contributes to my minimizing nature. But then you realize like, oh, well, some people really do contact 
elderly and people and spreading to them is really dangerous. So that's a real risk. So the health risks are there. Let's talk about um, the economic risks. Like these are reasons to freak out. These are reasons to buy toilet paper. The economic risk is real. And we see that in the stock market. We see it in um, the president's address the other night, like they taking economic um, action, right, to hold the economy up. Now, we do have a great economy. We've been strong. Job market's great. So we're very resilient right now. But there is a trickle-down effect. And my business is, is a marketing agent, branding and marketing agency. So when I think about it, like the economy, the economic impact is real. It's not real yet, but it could get very real. So in Syracuse, where I live, Syracuse University with their, you know, how many tens of thousands of students on there, they just announced that after spring break is over, no one can come back to campus. So the rest of the year, all the classes are going to be online. So that trickles down because all the businesses that rely on that student body to buy food and get coffee and buy clothes and the hotels that house their families when they come in, like all of those people are now like, oh, we're going to feel that immediate economic impact. Well, now the owners of those businesses and the people that work there might have less hours and less income and less revenue. So then maybe they were thinking about buying a new car, but now maybe they're going going to delay that like six months. So they delay it six months. So now the car dealership sales in market shoppers for car deal for cars might go down by 20%. My agency is the agency of record for a dealership group here in Syracuse. So what's that dealership group going to be thinking? Well, how can I keep expenses low? And how can I get through to the end of this downturn? Real trickle-down economics there. You know, I, I don't know if you, I don't know how old, let's talk about age some more. I don't know how old you are, but if you've never lived through a pandemic, never lived through um, kind of a viral outbreak, never lived through um, an economic recession, it is easy to really resort back to the fact like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? It's going to collapse. Things are, I, things are really uncertain. I'm afraid for my job. I'm afraid for my health. I'm afraid for the health of my family. Um, I'm afraid that I'm going to run out of toilet paper. Um, it's easy to think that way. But for those of us who have been through some of these, even though a little bit different, or even like 2008 recession, let's talk about that. If you are under the age of 35, you probably don't have much memory of the recession or it didn't really impact you that much. If you're over 35, I'm 41. I remember it, not only remember it, but I owned a business, was running a small business through it. And I remember how I felt when the bottom dropped out of the economy and I was really faced with some realities of what's going to happen in my business because of the triple down, trickle down effects. Now, going through that, I realized we did make it work, that we didn't have to lay off a single person because we fought for that. We realized we did come out of it and we grew through it. We became better leaders and a better company and more efficient. I, I realize all of that stuff. So I understand the end, but if you haven't been through it, you don't really have that experience to draw on. That doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you haven't had it happen yet. This is your opportunity to go through something, get some experience and realize that it's going to be okay and that calm heads prevail. I'll say it again, calm heads prevail. I've decided in this situation, so a little COVID clarity, I've decided to have an attack mindset in this time when we're talking about decentralizing and disassociating and not going to public places and the economy and the health threat. In the time where everyone's talking about that, I said, I and my business are going to have an attack mindset. How can I use this situation? How can I take this situation that's been given to me and use it to become an indispensable part 
of my client's business, an indispensable resource. I want to be the last person that they would ever think to ask to scale back or leave their business because I'm such a part of their success, not only in marketing, advertising, but business development, company culture, motivation, optimism, that actually has an effect. So I decided on this. So we have already gone to work strategizing tactics. How can we gain market share in this? So yes, so uh, for instance, in Syracuse, less cars are gonna be sold in Syracuse, but that doesn't mean that our client has to sell less cars. That means overall, there are less buyers in the market. That doesn't mean like through great service and understanding the customer's need and great marketing and getting the attention that we can't sell the same amount of cars that we would have if this didn't happen. It just means we have to get more market share by offering a better solution. So I want to be the one that helps our clients do that. And I think through that, I get to uphold my commitment to my team, to this company, to my family saying, my commitment is to provide the most amount of opportunity for the most amount of people. I want to protect my team's jobs, their livelihood, and I want to teach them and lead them in getting through something tough. Because I think on the other side of that, we have the opportunity to be cemented. There isn't a single thing that I can change about COVID-19. There's not a single thing I can change about the economic situation. There isn't a single thing I can change about any decision the government makes. There isn't a single thing I can change about how much toilet paper is left in the grocery store when I get there. I can't change any of those things. I can't change any of that. What I can change and what you can change is your reaction and response to it. You get to choose your mentality. You get to choose whether you're going to be calm or whether you're going to panic. You're going to get to choose whether you fill your mind with other people who say, hey, let's figure out a way through this or associate with the people that freak out and give in to the fear and let that steer the ship. Don't do that. Choose clarity. Choose wisely. Choose to be a calm mind. If you are a leader, this is your moment to be a source of stability and courage. If you're a company, this is your chance to be a source of stability and courage for your customers. If you're a parent, this is a chance for you to be the source of stability and courage for your family. And if you're a citizen of this country, this is your opportunity to be a source of level-headedness, of courage, and stability for your fellow citizens. Clarity is understanding where you are on the map. And just to be clear, again, in case you didn't get it, this current situation is going to end. We're going to see the end of the situation. We're going to be okay. The economy is going to recover and rebound. There will be cars to sell and coffee to sell and children to raise and boat trips to take, and there will be fly fishing and golf and all the other things that you love to do. I don't really fly fish or golf. I just thought there might be one or two of you out there that do it. All of those things are going to exist. I can't tell you if it's going to be two weeks or two months or whatever, but this situation will end. We will come out of it. And when we do, you're going to get to look back and really assess how you went through it. And you can decide right now, today, I hope you decide this with me, to have a calm mind, to decide to do the things that you want to do, not the things that fear takes and leads you to do. I want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope that this 
helps you feel a little bit better. Even if you're out of toilet paper, I hope you feel a little bit better because COVID clarity, this is going to end. Calm minds prevail. You get to choose. And I hope you join me in choosing the good things and the things of progress. I hope you have an awesome weekend, amazing week. Love the people that are closest to you. Lead well, be a source of courage and stability. Until I see you next time. Talk to you soon. Yeah.